he is out of his mind. This or similar phrases are still very much used in our world today. And it's usually used when someone is saying or acting in a way that seems totally out of the norms of our society. Or when we think that someone is acting, thinking, or believing in the extreme. The church remembers two saints today, St. Vincent and St. Marianne Cope. St. Vincent was a deacon and martyr of the church in the fourth century in Spain. And he was brutally tortured and beaten. And when he was thrown back into his prison cell, where he would die a couple days later, he started singing songs and hymns of praise, thanking God. His jailer, his prison guard, was completely stunned by this. He could not imagine what was going on. The prison guard himself ended up converting, converting to the same faith after witnessing a man being beaten to death. Vincent must have been out of his mind. St. Mary Ann Cope was living in Syracuse, New York, when her religious order received a letter from the king of Hawaii. The king was looking for help for, uh, to work with the lepers. Mary Ann and a few of her sisters immediately volunteered, and they did go. Mary Ann ended up working with St. Damien of Molokai right at the very end of his life and taking over his ministry until the colony was shut down. After it was shut down, she was asked to stay in Hawaii, and she ended up establishing the first hospital on the island of Maui. She, too, must have been out of her mind. We can often look at the saints and the things that they did or the manner of their death and be in total awe of the things that they were able to do because of their love of Jesus. What can sometimes get missed is the other side of that relationship, the extreme love that God has for each and every one of us. It is often said that Christianity is not man searching for God, but God searching for man. In some respects, it's almost unfathomable to appreciate and fully comprehend this love that God has for each and every one of us. Love can drive us to extremes. We have a God who desires more than friendship with us, but wants to be in union with us. A God who became incarnate and lived a life on earth from infancy all the way to adulthood. A God who looks for the lost sheep. A God who heals, teaches, corrects, encourages, inspires, forgives, and ultimately lays down his life, all out of this sear and overflowing love for each and every one of us. When we can reflect on this all-consuming love of his, it can inspire us to live and share that love in our little corner of the world. It has been said that saints can do great things, so we can do little things. When our love is ordered to just our own needs and wants, our love becomes disordered, selfish, and ultimately harmful. But when our love is sincerely directed toward God, our actions and our words become a powerful testament to our faith. We become authentic witnesses to the glory of God in the world. It allows us to pursue holiness in just the ordinariness of our lives and to live faithfully in all our daily responsibilities. St. Thomas Aquinas said that in regards to this love of God, the more extreme and extravagant we are, the better off we will be, for we can never love God more than what we should. If we are called to be extreme and extravagant in our love to God, can we can only imagine the kind of the intensity of the love that he has for each one of us. 
God, when speaking to the prophet Isaiah, made a, distinct, a distinction between us and him when he said, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. In a few minutes, we will come forward to receive the Eucharist. The reality of Christ's presence in the Eucharist to feed and nourish us on our journey is a proud, profound example of this. He is out of his mind love for us. Today, let us reflect on and give thanks for this extravagant love.